What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Love and Rice podcast with your host, Aunt Ma. I'm your other host, Christina. And please make sure you guys follow us on Spotify, uh, all podcast platforms, uh, YouTube. Um, So on YouTube, we release these 20 minute videos. We break them down for you so they're easily digestible. You guys on YouTube love it this way. Um, And then we compile them and put them on Spotify for a one hour episode and all the other podcast platforms. So Wednesdays, they go out 6 a.m. And then on YouTube, they go out uh, like four times a week at noon. Okay. And then we also upload our vlogs every Tuesday uh, because I know a lot of you guys miss that. Uh, Some of you don't watch the podcast, but the ones that do, we love your feedback. Uh, I know a lot of you guys are enjoying them. So thank you very much for listening. And in today's episode, I want to talk about a topic that Christina brings up all the time. Yeah, constantly (laughs) in our marriage. Yes. And uh, she's just, I don't know, this is just like, this is all her. Uh, She always brings it up. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're talking about love languages. Yes. She talks a lot about her love languages. Um, We don't talk too much about my love languages. And I just want to, in a marriage, it's very important, right? Yep. And do we ever follow through with the love languages? It's kind of hard. So I want to understand in this podcast, her love languages to the fullest. I want her to understand mine and how we can make those really happen. Because I think without that, um, it's very difficult in a relationship, whether it's with your significant other, your parents, your kids, everybody even with friends and friends yeah everybody has different love languages and so when people say uh you need to make a better effort in our relationship you need to make you know friends family whatever right and so making an effort just doesn't mean like like uh doing things where it's like gonna call you up let's go hang out Uh, it's more of like efforts in love languages and understanding the other persons so yes if you guys don't know what love languages are, uh, there's, I think, five? Yeah, there's five. Okay, what are the five? Uh, one is words of affirmation. What does so that mean? words of affirmation is kind of like uh, giving each other compliments, but it's also um, letting people know that you appreciate the things that they're doing. So you're verbally acknowledging like their efforts for things that they're doing or their accomplishments. So even though the person who's not words of affirmation already understands like uh that like like for example i love you right yeah and so i already know that and i know you love me right but if you're a person who's words of affirmation you just you always need to hear i love you right Right. okay so what are the other ones uh there's quality time so um the person usually appreciates spending quality time with each other more than anything else so it's not really like just spending time being in the same room or like being in the same house all day right because that's not really quality time oh i thought that was quality time no it's not because you're in the same house and you're in the same environment but you're not really spending time together so this is how different it is in a relationship like if a person wants quality time that might be you and you're thinking that and you have a different definition for a person who is not quality time in their as their love language 
they just think of it as, well, let's go watch Netflix together. Yeah. And, and um, that's not it, right? For some people, that might be okay because that's oh. how they love each other in that language. But for other people, quality time is actually like being in the same room, actually like not having any distractions. That's kind of, like, quality time is not my love language. But for me, quality time is like being together in the same room, no distractions, not being on the phone. Um, maybe you can have something on, but you can be having conversations about what's going on. So rather than just like zoning out and watching a movie and not talking at all and connecting, like you're connecting through the movie and having a conversation about what's going on. Got it. Uh, okay. And what are some other ones? Uh, receiving gifts. So these are people who love to receive gifts. What if it's the other way? What do you mean? People who like to... Um, to give gifts? Yes. Um... Because when I researched what that means, receiving gifts, a lot of the research I found was also giving gifts. Okay. But what is the, I think it's both, but I don't know why, like, on the accurate terms, it's just receiving gifts. Hmm. That's a good question. I think because maybe um, some people might like giving gifts for the sake of gifts, but the people who... Um, receive gifts they're the ones that see it like as like oh this is them showing me that they love me because they're going out of their way to give me gifts does that make sense yeah yeah so i the feeling of receiving a gift is different from giving a gift right so is it like uh like the women who want sugar daddies is that receiving gift as their love language it could be yeah that's so weird yeah i mean if it works for them right okay. uh and i i guess that's probably what makes them uh, good sugar babies but um the other one is acts of service uh -huh. so this is basically um people who see love as um doing something for the other person doing things around the house or completing tasks um so physically getting things done to show the other person like oh this is uh how i show you that i love you mm -hmm. yeah and what is the last love language? The last one is physical touch. And that is a person who likes to show their love through touch. So it's kind of like, um, like for me, that's my, that's actually my love language. And, um, I'm a very physical person and, um, I like to give hugs. You know, I like to embrace people. Um, I like to like give little like sympathy tabs or I like to like give kisses and stuff like that. So here's something we can go right into this okay? because you're saying physical touch is your love language, right? right? And you just said you like to give hugs. You like to embrace people. You like to do this. Yeah. Right? So every time you talk about love languages with me, mm -hmm. you don't talk about any of that. You say, how come you don't give me enough physical touch? How come you don't do this and that? But right now it's you're saying this is what you like to do. You like to give it. But you're, yes. you always ask me about receiving it. Yeah, because that's my love language. Like, so I'm a physical person, but that's how I show love. But that's also how I want love to be reciprocated with me. Right, but you never show me that. Because you don't like to be touched. No, <laughs> I didn't say I don't like to be hugged or embraced or patted like this. Yeah, so I, but I guess the thing is though, like if I, um... If physical touch is my love language, I feel like I will 
appreciate it more if it was shown to me and i think if it was shown to me more then i would reciprocate it back but i feel like if the other person doesn't show that to me then i kind of feed off of their language and then i'll just not do it so this is the biggest problem in every relationship so the person who doesn't understand who doesn't have that love language they don't know what to do so that's why here we're going to figure out how to break that but also how you can break that mentality because you have to understand if physical touch is not my love language and you're expecting something, I don't know what it is, right? So now it's my responsibility to figure that out, but it's also your responsibility to teach it. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's both sides, but it's just like, well, he's not doing it. And I'm like, well, I don't know how to do it. So then it doesn't happen. Yeah. So like, it can't be like that. Yeah, because I think it kind of is something that happened over time as well. Because I think if you've noticed, like in the beginning of the relationship, um, I was very physical and you were too, actually. Mm -hmm. And I think over time, like it started to show that you actually weren't a physical person and you didn't like um, to be touched as much because of like your actions. I think uh, so. What they say is that over time, love languages change. Okay. Okay. Throughout relationships throughout partners or even just throughout life throughout life when things happen love languages change right so i think ours changed or mine changed when we started having kids because now a lot of my a lot of my uh energy and everything was soaked in by the kids and also by uh trying new things with work right so the energy level shifted to like different love languages. Okay. So uh, that's where I saw that happen. I'm not sure that I follow you from there because for me, I honestly, like I didn't even know what love languages were until maybe a few years back. And it was probably like when we had like a, an argument and that, you know, and then it was when I was talking to like my girlfriend and we were talking about things and they were like, hey, so, but what is what is your love language and i was like what do you mean like i don't know what that is and when they were naming it to me i was just like oh um i might be quality time because i thought that's what i was actually missing yeah. but they actually have like a test that you can take in and ask you all these questionnaires um and you kind of figure out what love language is important to you and people can have multiple ones um you know just depending on your state of mind at that time and you know physical touch was the top one and i feel like maybe um quality time was a second or words of affirmation i don't remember but um, okay so what are all your love languages so when i took this test this was probably a few years ago i would say maybe two years back and um the top one was physical touch and our top three actually that were close to each other, which was physical touch, quality time, and words of affirmation. Yeah, those are opposite of all mine. What are yours? Um, acts of service. Yeah, we know that's your top one. And uh, giving gifts. Okay. And giving uh, gifts. Yeah. Even though it's receiving gifts. <laughs> it's not receiving gifts. For the love language. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's receiving yeah, gifts. But I like giving gifts. Okay. So for me, it's like, uh, okay, so um, acts of service to me means that uh, I like someone who is able to put in the work, right? So like when I see that someone uh, takes care of certain things around the house, washes the dishes, I feel like, oh, I'm appreciated. So like if I was to cook every day, mm -hmm. 
than our love for the other person to wash dishes and clean up every day. To me, that's acts of service. Okay. And that shows like, okay, I mutually respect what you just did cooking dinner for the family. And I love that. So I am going to wash the dishes for you. Right. So now when uh, things aren't done, then that acts of service to me is like, oh, so she doesn't respect me or she doesn't love me enough to do it now after. And then, you know, so it's like, it all comes down to like, uh, I guess, freeing your, your stress and mind too. So like, when I like acts of service, when I like to do things, it's, this is my personal way. It's because I like to get things done. So it's cleared and gone. Right. Right. So let's say if I make dinner and then you're like, okay, I'll wash dishes later. And before it gets to later, it's like, take care of the kids, yeah. take care of yourself, do all these other things around the house, catch up on work. And then by the time you want to wash the dishes, you're like, uh, tired mm-hmm. or it's not for the, the access service for me anymore. Now it's just for like, this is something I have to do. It's a chore. I don't like it. I'm tired. Damn, there's so many dishes to wash. So it's like through that whole process of you doing everything you need to do for the night, you still have this chip on your shoulder where you're like, oh, I still got to clean the house. I still got to wash the dishes. And it's like, that's actually the wrong way to look at it. It should be more of, he just cooked this amazing dinner. He actually tried something new today for dinner that he's never cooked in his life. And, you know, so it's like, that's why to me, acts of service is, is important. Right. So I guess it, yeah, it really depends on perspective as well. Cause, um, you know, I will do that at times, but at the same time, it's like, there's so many other things to do too. Of course. So I know you'll take for just this, like, just as an example, but like, you know, you'll cook your meal and then you'll eat with us for maybe like 15 minutes. And then yeah. you're like, all right, I got to go back to work. So I'm dealing with the kids the, the rest of the time. Yeah. And then after that, there are a lot of times though that while they're eating, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to just sit here and I end up doing the dishes. Yeah. But sometimes they require me to be there or I'm doing other things or I'm actually working while they're eating. Right. So, but you don't see that because you're gone. So when you see that I don't wash the dishes like immediately after, you don't realize like that there's all these little things that have been happening while you're working. No, it's not that. I do realize it. The What I'm trying to say is the person who has this acts of service love language, the way they are thinking about it is different. So we know that there's things that you have to do and that's fine. That's why there's no arguments with that, right? Yeah. It's accepted. But what I'm trying to say is that we see that your work and everything you have to do comes before the love on that acts of service. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but I guess it's also trying to put in perspective also that like um, maybe all the other things that I am doing so that you can work, like taking care of the kids and trying to get all their school stuff ready, dealing with homework, cleaning, um, cleaning up after they're eating. Although it may not specifically just be dishes, I feel like I'm still doing all these things to show that, hey, I got you. I love you. I'll take care of you. So oh, let I me see. deal with all I that don't see other that. stuff. I don't see that because... Those things aren't directly for me. It's for the kids. So I see that as acts of service for the kids. But it should actually, you're seeing it in a different way too, because you should be seeing it as, oh, she's helping me out by allowing me to have my own time for myself to get all this stuff done without any distractions. It's like, um, right. So like right now I'm giving the kids a bath. I think the first few years you're giving them a bath and stuff like that, vice versa. And like, so now I'm giving them a bath. And when I give them a bath, I'm like, 
okay, I'm going to give the kids a bath so Christina can do her own thing and like uh, I do it for her. Yeah. So yeah, I get what you're saying right now. Exactly. So it's kind of like trying to not focus too much on one thing and trying to notice like the bigger picture. And I understand what you're saying when you're saying, okay, well, she didn't do the dishes right away. So I feel like she, she doesn't. No, so the, there's a difference in the levels of love. So when you do the things for the kids while I'm working so I can work, that's like a low level love for me. Because what I'm saying is I don't want to work right now. I have to. Okay. But when I cook certain meals, it comes with passion and love. And I love making certain foods for you guys. And I want to do something new for you guys. I want to cook this Vietnamese or Chinese food that, that I know you would like, you know, like yesterday I cooked uh, some bun hoi for the first time. Yeah. Right. And it's Vietnamese food because your family always eats Vietnamese food. But that's your, like, like one of your favorite dishes. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's but what, that's, but that's <laughs> it's what I know how I think I can mimic. Yeah. To make. Right. I don't know how to mimic, uh, a bun ru or a, uh, what's bun bo Yeah. You know what I mean? So <clears> it's like, I can't make those because they're not my favorites. I don't understand the dish. Right. So at least this is still within the culture of it. And I'm like, let's give this a try because she'll appreciate the spring roll type thing with the fish sauce. She loves fish sauce. So I will learn how to make fish sauce for you, right? Yeah. So that type of love is high compared okay. to like, I'm forced to work and then you got to do these things for me to work. Like, Yeah, so I guess that's where there's also that like disconnect with the love languages because you saying all these things is showing that you're trying to show me love but in your love language. Right. And that's the issue with relationships right. because I, that's why I'm constantly like, hey, I wish you would love me more in my love language because yeah. you doing all these things for me, it doesn't um, spark joy in me as much as it would for you. Yeah. And right? these are the complications in the relationship. Everyone is like, I want to do this because it's my love language. Exactly. And this is where it's got to stop. Yeah. And we, we're... We're going back and forth about like, oh, but we're doing exactly. this and this. But actually, that's so this not is, the message. This is what we're unraveling here yeah. is that now we have to figure out how we can uh, do each other's love languages. But I think what has to happen is the person with a love language, you have to coach the person through it or it's not going to happen. It's not a day and night thing where it's like, OK, turn on the switch. I know what to do. It's, I don't, I'm almost 40 years old and I have not done it this way for 40 years. So no, but you have, that's what, that's why I, when I say it, I'm like, oh, but you were like this in the beginning. And I know maybe no, it's different. It's maybe it's the lovey dovey face in the beginning, but then I think because you were so affectionate and so loving and so physical with me in all different types of ways, like that is just completely changed over time. Right. It's the, it is a lovey dubby phase because that's only like when you're dating is like the first two years of dating type of thing. Right. But then the other 30 some years is still like, you still have your everything that you know. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to say. Like you can't compare the two years to like what I've known my life that you have not seen for 30 some years. I am not accustomed with. Yeah. So doing what I did in the lovey dubby stage was not normal for me. It was just a phase that I went through. Mm. So for me to get accustomed to your love language, you have to coach me through it. 
Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yes, because I didn't know. Well, <laughs> like around that time, I had no idea. Like, why were we like this? What? Why has the dynamic changed? I didn't realize that, like, because of our love languages. Because at the same time, it probably wasn't for you. It could have been for me. Maybe at that time, my love language was physical touch. Maybe. So, like, that's that what I'm saying. That actually makes a lot of sense. Nobody knows anyone else's love language but their own, and they only do their own. So, during the dating phase, that's what it was. And and so you're thinking, well, he used to do this for me. Shit, maybe it wasn't for you. Yeah, I don't know. You know, and I just came to this realization right now. Like, Yeah. I think that makes more sense. Yeah, because I feel for me, I, I don't know, like my love language probably could have changed over time, but I feel like I've always been a physical person. So, um, yeah, like I, I, I can confirm that for sure because I was always a hugger. I was always that person that would like have the arm around the friend or whoever when I'm consoling them or even like just seeing how I am with the kids. Like I'm just so affectionate See, with them. And then while we're dating, you still didn't do those things. I initiate, I initiate everything. Oh, because the guys usually it. do. Okay. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? You're, you're still this entire time. You're talking about how you like to do these things for people, but for your significant other, you don't like to, you only like to receive it. Mm. Well, I mean, we, we've gone through a lot and I feel like us being in a long-term relationship, like we've been together for how many years? Like 11 years? 12, I don't 12, know. 12, yeah. So the dynamic has changed because I, I feel like I was always that person who did initiate and I would always like be the one to give you that physical touch afterwards. But that's probably when, I don't know, maybe your physical touch, your, your love language changed and then you became the person that just didn't like to be touched. So that changed the whole dynamic because I was actually that person giving you that physical touch, love. Yeah, maybe it changed from like, um, I like I said, I think it's when the family started. So my mentality before was more like boyfriend, girlfriend, newlyweds. It's all about you. Yeah. Now when I'm a dad, it's more like now I, I'm like a tough monkey. And I'm like, oh, and like, you know, pounding my chest and like, how can I be the man of the family? And now it's like, man, 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 man. Yeah, that's that makes where, sense. Cause, right. Cause so now it's different. So that's true. The, but it's funny now that you say that because because um, I was like, oh, well, maybe since he's not giving me that affection anymore, maybe it's all going towards the kids. And it actually, you actually do try to make that effort to be affectionate with them, but they're the ones that are pushing you away and they're like, yeah, and they want to hug you. And uh, I mean, you want to hug them and give them kisses and they're like, no. So, no. so now it's kind of like, that's kind of like how it feels in a sense. Kind of. So, All right, so uh, what is your other uh, love languages that we can work on? Um, well, I think it was just quality time because I know a lot of the times we're tired. Like we have so much stuff to do during the day and um, we always resort to just uh, like watching movies in bed, right? That's what I'm doing. So when I'm working, I'm like, oh, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up so I can go watch Netflix with her so I can spend time with her. Yeah, but I guess like it's great that we can do that. But I feel like because there's that's the only time that we actually get together other than these podcasts, um, we don't really get to connect like on a, a mental state as well because we're, we're not really communicating. So, uh, well, it's not that. It's, it's because we're putting work in the schedule and nothing else. So that's why I always say we need to schedule things, even our uh, time for us. So like if we scheduled some day dates and then connect that way during day dates, 
then we wouldn't have any issues. But we're not scheduling that in right now. Yeah. Yeah, because it just, like you said, it always goes back to work. Or when we do try yeah. to schedule a date date, one of the kids gets sick. Right. And they're at home. But then you got to change the schedule. So it's like, you need to put it on the actual calendar, okay? And we have to uh, put the time aside to have the energy and efforts and look forward to those dates. Yeah. Right? Because... If we don't put it in the calendar and it's like, oh, we got an hour, let's go do this together. Well, now I'm just kind of like, oh, thank God I don't have to do work right now. Right. But if we if we put it in the calendar, I might be like, let's get this work done. So I know tomorrow I'm not going to think about work at all. And I can focus on going with you to this restaurant and spending time with you. Maybe we can order a drink and have fun and talk or things like that. So now the energy and efforts into planning makes it a better day and then you can connect. Yeah, so I think with that too, because to me, I'm, I was always like, why Why do I have to schedule to have quality time or even to have like spontaneous conversations? Because yeah. I will try to have those times and you're always like, oh, um, timing, right? Read mm -hmm. the room. But I'm like, oh, but if I'm just trying to have a casual conversation with you, like how do I schedule that? So I think with what you're trying to say, like if we're trying to schedule quality time, then it may have to be like you figuring out time in your schedule because you're the one setting your own schedule now so maybe it's like whatever you see as quality time where it can be enjoyable and we can actually connect maybe you need to fit a time slot there if i don't see anything in the calendar i'm going to continue uh taking care of the things I need, I need to take care of so like when you put in the calendar that you're going to the gym then i stop work those during those times and do stuff for the kids or I need. I know. I need to make dinner or lunch during that time. Stuff like that. Oh, but they're. So, they're usually, I usually do it when they're not home. Well, no. There's times when it's like four o'clock or whatever. Rarely. Or there's times when it's like, um, you do it when I have to pick up the kids for school or whatever. So it's like I have to stop my stuff to help you, so you can do your thing. So all I'm saying is, if you scheduled in something, then I know when I need to stop. And focus energy to something else. Well, That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but I guess I'm saying that maybe it's better for you to put in a slot of when you think it would make more sense. So then I can follow from you because I still don't really fully understand the having to schedule time to spend time together. So I feel like you need to lead by example. So you show Got me it. what your example is and then I can follow from there and I see what makes I think, sense. I think there's so many times where I gave you a schedule for work and stop working so we can do other things and then you never follow through with the schedule. So I stop because now I just see you working all day as well on yeah. your computer trying to do things. And I'm like, okay, well, she's still working. So, yeah. Yeah. But it's like, uh, I think compromising and I like what you said, lead by example. So that's what we'll work on and we'll do. And uh, we'll work on helping each other's love languages and coaching each other through it instead of expecting. Yep. Okay. Yep. And remembering there's a thin line between um, trying to separate the love languages. So it's like just remembering that, okay, this might spark joy for you, but it won't spark joy for the other person. As so. long as you coach your love language, we'll be okay. If you don't coach it, it's going to be hard for one person to figure out. I'm a simple person. All I right. just like hugs and kisses and affection. Deal? Shake yeah. on it? Yep. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> See, all that's right, physical touch. <laughs> okay, but I didn't do like, I didn't like it. Like, all right. 
Anyway, guys, <laughs> uh, my nipple is feeling pretty vulnerable right now. <laughs> now I want to talk about uh, the love languages with our parents. Oh my okay? goodness! Okay, because Asian parents are—they're they're like another of, level. They're like not even from this planet. All mm-hmm. right, uh, they have their own love languages, and I'm sure a lot of them are pretty similar, as well as your parents out there, guys. Um, so, do you know what your mom and dad's love languages are? I have are? no idea, honestly. I don't know either, but I can tell you what is not their love language. Definitely not physical touch. Not physical touch. Yes, my parents don't hug me or kiss me. Uh, we just kind of do like when I see them. Yeah. Even like going from Vegas to LA and I go to the house, it's just like, sup. Head Not nod. even hugs because, nah. Because even with your family, I always try to give them hugs and stuff too when I see them. Nah. I see just, your I see your mom trying, or sometimes your dad will, and then they'll just be like, okay, bye, yeah, <laughs> drive safely. It's weird. Yeah. But they try, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Words of affirmation is definitely not theirs. No. Uh, I've never heard my parents say, I love you. I don't think my mom ever says it to me. My dad never says it to me. <laughs> I just remember the last time you said I love you to my to your dad, right? Okay, so here's the story. <laughs> so my dad found out that he needed a heart procedure. Uh, it was very scary because um, his... He had like some valves that were clogged or something, some other things that weren't working. So it's like a quadruple bypass surgery for his heart. And a lot of complications can happen and things like that. And the reason why he had that issue is because he had COVID and his health got worse. So it was very scary. He had pneumonia. He also got, yeah, yeah, he had a lot of problems. And so uh, the night before his big surgery... Uh, you know, anything can happen. We had no idea, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, dad, you'll be okay. And then uh, I text him. This is all text. Yeah. And I was like, I text him. I was like, I put, I love you. I never text my dad that. I never say that. Okay. But I text my dad, I love you. And uh, his response was, thank you. Was it thank you or was it okay? It no, was it was thank you. you. It was thank you. He didn't <laughs> say I love you back right. or anything. He just said thank you. Well, I mean, if you haven't done this like your whole life and that's probably like one of the first few few rare times that you yeah. said it to him, he was, it was probably just as weird for him. But it wasn't like um, my words of affirmation is what I wanted from them. It was just like, I was like, okay, well, if he was to pass away... I would probably regret never saying I love you yeah. type of thing, right? Well, I mean, it's so, you as a kid wanting to say it to your parents to let them know like, hey, I love you. Don't forget, you'll be okay, right? Right. And yeah. I just got to thank you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm not surprised. But so, yeah, just uh, thinking about the love languages, I feel like I feel like my parents' love language could be acts of service. It's acts of service because your mom just always wants to cook for you guys. Yes. Right, And then your dad cleans the house all the time for you guys. Yeah, and they always, I think, to show them that we love them and that we actually care about their happiness and well-being is a show, like doing stuff for them and getting stuff done. Yeah. Yeah. What else is theirs? Um, Quality time, not so much. I feel like I didn't really spend no. that much time with my family. Oh, my, yeah, oh, yeah, our family is also not quality time because I'll ask my mom, I'd be like, do you want to go to the movie? No. Yeah. Uh, I'll ask my... Mom, like, hey, let's go on vacation together. No. Mm. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, hey, let's go let's go to China together with the kids. 
She's like, nope. I think it's probably, it just seems like your mom doesn't like to travel. Like she doesn't like going on an airplane or like long trips and stuff. That's what I've, what I've learned. I don't know. We used to go a lot when we were kids. But it's different. Because they were a lot younger too. Now yeah. they're like older and more tired. I don't know. And then, uh, so then there's also, um, well, my dad is quality of time with me sometimes. It's weird. This is, okay, this is really weird with my dad. So he's also the one that's like, when you eat dinner, Okay, let's go to restaurant, right? And oh, we're all, yeah. And we're all home together. I know where you're going. Yep. Um, he'll be like, okay, I'll meet you at the restaurant. Yeah. Like, we could take one car, you know? <laughs> but he'll get there when the food comes. Yeah. And then he'll leave before when he's everyone. Done eating. When he's done and yeah. before everyone else is done. So to him, that's quality time, right? Right, yeah. Because I think to him, um, just showing up and being there, even for a little bit, is like showing right. like, quality time. But then for me, I'm like, but we're missing out on... The connection while we drive there, right? while we wait for our table, while we wait for the check. Those are all times where like you can talk and bond. Yeah. And we don't have any of those. So when he comes and just when the food comes and when he's done eating, it's just like he's just doing his, a duty. Yeah. I remember in the beginning when he would do that, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, this is kind of weird. Yeah. And then now I'm used to it. But... At the same time, he loves it when I go play basketball with him. Mm-hmm. You he, guys used to go every week. He actually likes it if we go to the movies together. That's true. Even though he'll like fall asleep during half of the yeah, movie. Yeah, but, but he'd be like, okay. There. Yeah. Right? That's the first thing he does. He goes, okay. Yeah. I'll go. So I feel like he just has a different way of showing it, if anything. Right. So I think one thing that my parents, I think the only love language they have is uh giving gifts oh that's true because my mom will buy the kids like everything yeah pretty like much everything Christmas gifts, right? i know we're like hey every time we go back to la they the kids have gifts like oh i went um, to the store and i just saw these things for the kids so i picked it up <laughs> yeah um they even like gifts through food. Yeah. So every every time we mm-hmm. come back home with bags of grocery bags of like, here's some mooncakes, here's some fruit, stuff like that, right? And your parents do that too. Yeah, they do do They're that. Like, here's like five dragon fruits from my yard. Yeah, that's true. Like before we go, they'll they'll go to the garden and pick all these things and yeah. they'll have bags of like fruit for us to take back because they're like I know the kids want to eat this so let me just pack this for them and then the last trip we went to like my mom had this whole um, big bag of like frozen shrimp right yeah. and then she I was like I don't have an ice chest and she's like okay I have one for you and it was small and then um, she tried to fit the whole thing in there but it was so big and she's like uh, okay let me just get this big butcher knife and chop it in half and then try to squeeze it in there and then she did all that just to be like I know Leia likes to eat her shrimp heads so you guys can cook it for them and let them eat it yeah it's uh they they go over and beyond for those things yeah you know, like even um when we used to live in west covina and my parents live you know 30 minutes away yeah and then my dad would be like he'll text we'll be having dinner or it'll be like eight o'clock at night and he's like uh he'll text me i'm dropping off food oh my gosh right? yeah And my dad will drive 30 minutes to drop off to go food and he drops off at the doorstep and doesn't even ring the doorbell, knock on the door, or come in. He just drops it off and he leaves. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I I don't know. Was he doing that before COVID? Because I feel like during the pandemic, that's when he was really doing that for us. Because we were so scared to go anywhere. Well, I asked him, like, can you stop bringing food? Because there's a lot of this stuff we don't eat as well. Mm. And you just bring stuff over and, like, 
I want to make the certain food that I have that I already like defrosted for the, the next days. And I'm like, just stop bringing Like, why do you keep bringing it? And he's like, because I want to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? I mean, I appreciated it. Or whenever they would give us stuff to take home, you're like, no, I don't want it. I'm like, we can use well, it. Some of the food they bring are leftovers that they have with friends. And True. I don't want that. But I feel like I think they've noticed, though, because I think once you've said that to them, they're like, OK, we're just going to order stuff like after we're done eating and then just give it to them. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they've learned from that. But yeah, that your, your dad is very interesting. <laughs> yeah. So uh, giving gifts is definitely theirs. Yeah. Well, which is actually pretty, pretty good because my parents, they don't like to give gifts or they don't really care to receive gifts at all. Like even for holidays, you'd say, okay, what are we going to do for Christmas? Should we go somewhere? What should we get your family for Christmas or birthdays and stuff? And I'm like, my family, we don't really celebrate birthdays too much. Or if anything, so, I was always the one giving gifts, but I wouldn't get anything back. Like whether it was for birthdays or whether it was for Christmas, like I would never get anything from anyone. In the beginning of our marriage, you said that you guys don't celebrate Christmas. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. It's kind of weird. I don't think she means that. So <laughs> we went out and bought a gift for everybody in your family for Christmas. Yep. And so we gave everybody gifts. Uh, we didn't get any gifts back. Yeah, we got no gifts back. Uh, which I don't care for. Yeah. But it's just like, it was weird. It was weird to me. Was, what was weird? Because cause that's how you guys celebrate it, right? And then you're like, oh, okay, well, let's just go and get stuff for everyone. Because we've never done this our whole lives. And um, when I did that and like we went and went like took the extra step of all right let's get one for every single person and yeah i want to get one for your and brothers. wrap it for everyone like because giving gifts is a personal touch you think about it what would this person like what would they look good in in this shirt or what would they appreciate this is something that they need they wouldn't yeah. buy it themselves so i'll buy it for them and so when you do that for like six family members and then no one gets you a gift back. You're like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's so, why I was saying it was weird for me because that yeah. was the first time that we actually did something. And then I was, and they, I think they knew we were getting them stuff too. Yeah. So, so it's like, okay, we're celebrating Christmas and here's all your gifts. And then after it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is weird because we never celebrated before. But then your mom was also, your mom was giving gifts. She like, was giving red envelopes. Yeah, she was giving that's how cash. She, yeah, she was giving cash to but everyone. It's like, yeah. It was just different. So it was not like a weird as in I didn't appreciate it, but it was just weird to me because I was like, this is so weird. Like I'm doing something that I usually don't do by getting everyone gifts and then just like yeah. celebrating. Well, <laughs> now we don't get gifts for your family. We don't celebrate Thanksgiving. We don't celebrate Christmas. Yeah, we used to though. But um, when we were all living together in California, we would still celebrate. Like we would all be cooking. I would me and my mom would be doing all of the cooking in the kitchen and we would prepare stuff like for the whole family. Um, but ever since like everyone started moving out of state, like we just stopped celebrating. Yeah. Yeah. I think even so, when we first started going out, I was um, making like, I would always make my, my famous green bean casserole until after a while I realized you guys were all lactose intolerant. Yeah. And couldn't handle it. Mm-mm. Yeah. I would like pack on the cream of mushroom, the cheese. So there was one year where it was all like uh, it was a bunch of cream cheese in there. I put so much in there and I had no idea that you guys yeah. couldn't handle it. No, even if we took like four lactate pills, it still wouldn't help. Yeah, I've learned yeah. over time and I just stopped making it. So um, what are some other love languages that you think your parents have? I think that's it. Honestly, maybe words of affirmation. I feel like. No, I feel like I it, thought I thought quality time was one of your dad's because 
your dad likes to stay home all the time and then he likes it when the kids come over but then when i'm like uh when i tell your ask your dad like hey let's go somewhere yeah he's like no it's because he likes to be home he's a he's a homebody so if we bring the kids over he loves having them there and he loves being home because he's comfortable but if you're asking him to go out to eat at a restaurant like they just don't yeah. like going out to eat your parents are definitely active service because they uh they like to cook for the kids all the yeah. time or your always. mom likes to feed leia all the time always yeah i mean that's what grandparents do right so I, I think that's probably their main love language. And so, you know, in the previous episode, we were talking about how we can change our love languages to help each other and coach each other through it. Right. But how come we don't do that with our parents? Because they're older. They're kind of set in their old ways. Right. I feel but like. But what's the difference? I'm also set in my ways. You're old too. I'm just kidding. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying though. Like, <laughs> mm. how come you don't care about your parents and that love language, but you care about mine and yours? Because our relationship is a direct. You're my spouse. You're my significant other. We're in the same household. So we have to be on that on a different level. Like, you only get one significant other to you have only that relationship. Mom and dad. But it's different. Like, when you're. Growing up with them, like you're close to them, you have this like a uh, good relationship with them, and then when you get older, you kind of like branch off, and that's when you start your own family, and that's when you start connecting with your own family. So before the priority was your direct family, your parents, your siblings, right? And then after that, that's when you move on, move forward in your life, and you start your own family, and then you try to have that dynamic within your family. So now our priority is us, and even our parents know that. So the parents have it easier is what I'm getting at. No, I'm just kidding. They do because um, <laughs> okay. they don't have to worry about us right, as so, much anymore. Guys, let us know if the same is with your immigrant parents and if it's been hard for you guys to connect with them or have you guys... Or how do you connect right? with them? Do you guys ever say I love you to your parents? I do. I say it all the time. Do oh, my, my parents you? do say it to me. They oh, will they say do? it because okay. I say it to them first and I always give them hugs. I'm always very like affectionate and stuff with them. No, anything I say to my parents, the response is... Mm. oh no my parents won't do mm. that no because because we're all affectionate like all of my siblings we are actually the more that i think about it like yesterday like uh (laughs) last time i went to la and it was just for the night to sleep at my parents house next day i had to do real estate work and then go back to vegas yeah and so i saw my dad for like three minutes oh my gosh i talked to him for a little bit and at the end i was like okay i gotta go to bed um i gotta to work tomorrow he'd be like hmm you know, I, I noticed that like whenever we do stay at your parents' house, though, I feel like your dad stays up to just be in the same room with you. So that's probably why you think that's quality time when we're just in the room watching a movie, but not talking at all, because that's what your dad does with you. He'll, I, I guess he will stay there purposely and I will notice I it. I don't think it's on purpose, because if, if I go in the, my room for like five hours, he'll still be out there till oh. like 2 a.m. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. he was just doing it to I don't know. with you. But let us know guys how your parents have been and if it's been a struggle or you don't care. Or you how you connect things. with them. You know? Yeah. I just want to know like, because we have two totally different uh, love languages for our parents, but yet they come from the same place. Yeah. So, all right guys. So in the last couple of episodes, we've been talking about love languages between me and Christina, uh, about our parents and now I kind of want to talk about the love languages between like the kids. Oh. Do you think at this age, our kids are five and three. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they have love languages right now? I keep trying to figure that out all the time. And, you know, like 
every time the kids do something and I think it's so cute, I'm always like, oh, you know, Leia did this and Enzo, Enzo said this to me. What do you think their love language is, right? I'm always trying to figure it out. I feel like, you know, they're too young to understand it, but I'm trying to figure it out between them. I feel like they may have more preference um, in a love language right, than so others. What is Leia's love language that you think? Oh, man. It's kind of tricky because... I think hers is uh, giving gifts. Giving gifts. And acts of service. Because anything we ask her to help us with, she'll do right away. True. And then, like like yesterday, I tested her. So I was working on my desk, and she was all the way in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. And I was like, Leia, I need your help. She's like, okay. And she's like, what? And I was like, can you help me turn on the light in the office? And you know, I'm like five feet away. Yeah, I remember that. And she's like, okay. And then she turns it on, and then she gave me a hug and left. Oh. Yeah, I was um, in the... I think I was in the dining room with them and then, or I was like cleaning in the kitchen. And then uh, she was just like, oh, hold on. Dad's calling me. Like she was so proud because you rarely ever do that, you yeah. know? So she's like, dad's calling me. And she was just like walking over to you. And then she came back. Oh, he asked me to turn on the light for him. Like she was so happy about that. Like she, it felt like she accomplished something. Yeah, I think, uh, so when I say also, um, giving gifts is because she loves to draw and color and then yes. give it to us. Yeah. Did she give you something yesterday? Cause she gave me a drawing and then she's like, Oh, it's for you. And then it's for dad. So I didn't know she drew separate ones for us. I don't think so. But she does that a lot. Um, it's like every day. Yeah. I was almost going to say quality time, but I feel like she just wants us to see her accomplishments. Like when she draws something or she, complete something or she does something with her toys right she wants you to just see it but it's not so much of like being there no it's not quality of time it's more of um uh physical touch mm, yeah for me i feel like physical touch is one that she shows me often i think uh what i'm starting to realize also from seeing leia is that everybody's love language is different for every person not, yeah not i was gonna say that I have a different love language and you have different love languages. I mean that your love languages with me is different from your love languages with Leia and so on and right. so on. So, for example, Leia loves to hug everybody but me. Yes. Everybody. So she loves physical yep. touch. Yeah. But she doesn't do it with me. She loves giving me kisses. She loves snuggling with me and, and holding my hand. But then when you... You can do it when she's cuddling with me. And then she'll be like, Ugh. And I feel like right. both kids do that to you. So, I don't know. She's, she started giving me random hugs and kisses lately. You yeah, know? so you know what? I feel like um, kids, they just, they can feed off of people's energy. So I feel like physical touch is a big thing for her. Because she even does that with Enzo. So like, even when um, he was like, Leia, every day you've noticed that he'll be like, Leia, can you be nice to me? Can you be nicer every day, please? Like, he keeps saying that. And she'll be like, oh, but I am. And then she'll hug him and give him a kiss on the cheek. Mm. So I feel like that is a, her love language. But then she can feel, she feeds off of your energy mm. because she doesn't see you being an affectionate, um, affectionate physical person. So yeah, maybe I kiss she and hug do them it. all the time. But he, like, yeah, because they're babies, you know what I mean? Yeah, so maybe because I'm like that throughout the day with them, so they're more like that with me, but maybe because you only do it like when you're 
trying to say goodnight or it's the end no, of the night and you're I trying do to throughout, snuggle. I do it throughout the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, one thing, though, I see something changing with her as she's getting older. What is it? So before I used to say, hey, Leia, can we go bowling together? Can we go watch a movie together? And then she'd be like, is mommy coming too? <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, no, no, I want to go with mommy. And oh. I'm like, oh, you know? Yeah. And that was like for two years. Right. So I couldn't do anything with her alone and bond with her alone. And then last week I was like, Leia, guess what? I got tickets to go to a show together. Immediately she said, mommy, mommy, me and daddy are going to a show together. Just me and daddy. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. Really? She was actually really excited about it. Yeah. So we went to the sphere together. Yeah. You know? And she loved it. Yeah. We went to the very first show of the sphere called Postcard on Earth uh, or From Earth. And I actually wanted to bring Enzo because he loves planets. So I got the tickets for Enzo. But after reading the description of like, it's not good for little kids. I was right. like, let me bring Leia with me. But she loved it. The whole time it was like, we're holding hands. Mm-hmm. I was... Uh, carrying her a lot of the times. I made sure I bought her some popcorn and soda. And like, I made everything feel very special, you know? Mm. Like, do you want popcorn? Uh, here, drink some soda. You know, and like she never drinks soda, guys. Yeah. You know? She's not, we just don't um, expose them to it too much. But Less she loved sure. that I just was offering it and I let her. And, you yeah, know. I think that's that kind of goes back to you like liking to gift people mm. because you're you're gifting her all these like these are pretty much like gifts to her they are gifts all yeah. three are gifts is the show the popcorn and the soda exactly yeah so yeah even when we're at home enzo was like okay maybe can we go to a show next time <laughs> or me and dad i'm like yeah you can <laughs> just talk to him about it after you know so i think once you expose them to that like showing like okay well Let's have a daddy-daughter date. Yeah. You know, then they're like, oh, this is a possibility. Now, I want to do this because I think en- Enzo, I mean, even I was kind of jealous. Like, I wish I was at this show too, you know? Yeah. So I think um, I think their love languages uh, or preference for love language really just, uh, it feeds off of the energy of other people. I do know that uh, one of their love languages is quality time. Because yeah. They are always together. They're inseparable. Yes. They want to do things together. Where's Leia? Where's Leia? Where's Enzo? Mm-hmm. You know? I, I think Enzo's uh, love language is probably quality time. Yeah. Because he's always asking for us to like do stuff with him. Whether it's like doing his activity book, right? I got him this activity book and it has all these different type of activities where you can pull off these little pieces and it's like Velcro. And then mm. there's this one that's all like the entire alphabet that you would put it on. So before I would be like, okay, Enzo, you put the alphabet in order and you name all the animals or objects for each letter. And then just recently he'll be like, mom, can you just sit here with me? Can you do this with me? Can we take turns putting the letters on? He's doing that with me too. He's like, mm-hmm. play with me. Yeah. And so he'll bring the activity book that you're saying with the ABCs. Yeah. And he'll bring me the letters that are Velcroed off. Mm-hmm. He, he says, here's yours and here's mine. Yeah. Right. So Enzo goes, he puts his A and his B down. He goes, you, it's your turn. You have C. And then sometimes I'll mess with him and I won't do it. Or I'll put it on a wrong one or something. And he'll grab my hand and put it on the on the spot where it's supposed oh. to. And then so now for the rest of the game, he'll just grab my hand and do it every time. Oh, so maybe because you do that, now he likes to mess with me. Because when we're doing it, he'll be like, 
huh that's C. I'm gonna put G. Like he likes to mess with me and stuff now, or he'll put it like upside down or where it's not supposed to be, and yeah, then he just giggles. Oh my gosh! So yeah. that's where he gets it from. I'm like Enzo. Let's be for real right now. Like why do you keep doing oh, it yeah. wrong? I do it upside down. <laughs> that's too, why. Then, then. Like, okay, yeah. that makes sense. So yeah, effort. Before I thought his love language was physical touch because he used to be so affectionate and clingy yeah. with me. Right now he's like no. I think I think his physical touch is mixed with quality time because mm-hmm. he goes. Daddy, can I sit on you? Mommy, can oh, I sit on you? Oh, that's right. But I don't think that's physical touch. It's quality time. Mm, it, yeah, it might be a mixture of both with what you're saying. Yeah. Mm, so, yeah, I think kids do have love languages. And I think it's important to love them in that way, too. And it's crazy because if we never knew about love languages, we would just assume like, oh, this is just how they want to be. So here's what we do with the kids, too. We actually coach them through it. We say like, um, go show this to daddy. Mm-hmm. He would love it so much. Yep. That's coaching them through a love language. Yep. That's why I do it all the time. Because but we need to do that with each other. I know. See, coach, I, coach, coach. That's, where, that's what happened. We put more time into trying to teach the kids because they're the ones who need the most teaching. But we actually should be teaching each other. And not only teaching each other, but doing it in a more loving and caring way. And Yeah. yeah. Because the kids can't get really, they can't get defensive when we're trying to teach them something. I mean, they can a little bit, but as grownups or adults, like it's easy to get because, defensive. Because we always, ex- from each other, we always expect that we think we know. So it's like, that's why it comes with a little bit of aggression or defensive yep. mode, but it should come with love. Yeah, because you think you know, but you really don't. You really and don't. then you just you end don't. up arguing rather yeah. than trying to like understand each other. So, all right, guys, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Love Languages. Um, I actually like this a lot. It was awesome. Um, guys, if you don't know what these love languages are, please take a love language test. You can find it on Google, anywhere. Okay, let us know what your languages are. Uh, if your kids have any, you know, this is all great information that everyone would love to see. Yeah, so, and, and I feel like it would definitely improve relationships with everyone in your family your friendships or even at work and stuff too so yeah definitely invest in it all right guys so we'll see you on the next episode of love and rice make sure you follow us on spotify apple google amazon iHeartRadio, Castbox, anywhere you listen to podcasts they're on as wednesdays 6 a.m okay and on youtube we do these 20 minute breakdowns four days a week so make sure you guys Watch them, subscribe to the channel, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace.